everyone, and welcome to That Lux Life Podcast. I'm your host, Aisha A.K. Lesh of the petite fashion and luxury lifestyle blog, Living Lesh, where I aim to redefine what luxury means and lead you into living your best life. Each week, I'll be bringing you those tips, secrets, and bits of inspiration that will take you into living your luxurious life without the four-figure price tag. So get ready to live your life in luxury, because guess what? You deserve it. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the That Lux Life podcast. Today, I'm actually here to talk about an influencer creator slash blogger topic, along with one that goes into the travel aspect. A lot of people come on the podcast to listen to influencer tips and find out more about that. But there's a good chunk of you that come over here to listen about travel things. So I'm here to put that together. And this comes back to giving tips to those who are wanting to be influencers, who are interested about growing as an influencer and those aspects, but also kind of understanding that in the travel space. So I will say that if you are on this episode going, you know, I really want to learn some travel tips. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say this podcast episode is specifically for you. This is specifically for influencers who are looking to become travel influencers, who are travel influencers looking to grow, who are lifestyle or fashion influencers looking to get into the travel space. I'm here to kind of explain how I actually go about securing hotel partnerships, uh, partnerships with uh, tourism boards, and all of those aspects in between. So I want to break that down for you and explain all of those those things that I do and those key tactics. Um, First, I wanna start off by saying is, I'm going to be giving a very high level kind of, you know, general tips that I give people that I often talk to um, just in general day to day. Um, But this podcast is not going to deep dive truly further into it. I will say if you're looking for, you know, I need that nitty gritty, really good information that deep dives into it. I offer that to my students who are in my influencer biz course. There is great meaty content in there as well as those who I coach. So after you've listened to this episode, if you're interested in getting more into the nitty gritty and a deeper understanding of being a travel influencer and getting into the travel space as an influencer, I recommend going over to my blog, livinglash.com and looking at the influencer biz course, as well as my coaching options, um, where I can give you more direct one-on-one assistance. But I'll talk about that more at the end and you can kind of figure out whether it's something you need after listening to this, um, this podcast episode or something you're just like, you know, I can try to figure it out on my own, um, but that's up to you. I always highly recommend, of course, going to my course and, and going into my coaching, but I can't force you to do something you don't want to do. So without further ado, let's talk about those key aspects of getting into the influencer space as a travel influencer or getting into the travel space as an already established influencer. So for those who don't know, I started out as a fashion influencer and I specifically focused on petite fashion. And then as I grew, I um, started developing more of my brand, establishing my my morals, my topics. I became this life lux life 
Lux lifestyle, excuse me, Lux lifestyle um, influencer. So basically what that is, is I talk about living this Lux lifestyle and it's not based off of the, the price tag. So even if you listen to this intro, this podcast, we talk about that is it's not based on, you know, let's go out and spend $5,000 on, a, you know, a one night stay at a villa. It's about living that lifestyle that's up to you. So of course, in the lifestyle space, that usually focuses on home, parenting, fashion, living every day, day to day, and not so much travel. It includes aspects of travel, but brands, tourism boards, hotels, they're typically looking for those who are specific to the travel space. They're looking at travel specific influencers because that is what their community is used to. But that didn't mean, or that doesn't mean, that lifestyle bloggers as well as other lifestyle creators or other influencers in other niches can't get into the travel space. So the first thing I always tell people when they are looking to get into the travel space as an influencer is make sure you have content around travel in some aspect. Whether you're going out into your local area and showcasing uh, a restaurant, the locale itself, how you experience life in that day-to-day location. If you're going on road trips, you're going on your own natural vacations, showcasing travel in that aspect, but still connecting it back to your niche. So for example, what I do is when I first started, I first started entering into the travel space and it's something I still continue to do to this day is mine still focusing on lifestyle. So it's still about parenting. It's still about the fashion aspect of it, how I'm living in that moment. So when I travel, I focus on the outfit that I wore to those locations. I talk about how I'm traveling with my child, creating that, that family dynamic and that family experience while I'm traveling. So I'm still focusing back on what my core lifestyle content is. And I focused on the aspect of I'm living in this luxe moment, but I didn't spend an arm and a leg. Um, and it's not something where I'm inspiring others to go, yes, you have to go spend, like I said, $3,000, $4,000 a night to experience this. No, I'm saying come do this. This is within anyone's budget. Here are some tips on how to make the budget work for you, how to bring your child along, how to travel with others, how to have a luxe experience with your partner, how to dress the part, still feel comfortable, you know, and living your best life. But I wasn't working with tourism boards or travel brands or hotels when I first started. I was creating content based off of what I was doing day to day. I would go out into Philly and just showcase Philly, which is how that helped me generate my Philly guy that I have on my blog. I would go out to local vacations. I was going with my family, whether we we're going to Ocean City, Maryland, whether we we're going to New York, going to Florida, going anywhere that we were, we were going at the time. I wasn't being hosted, but I was still creating that content. So I was posting that content on my blog, on my social media channels, just because it was something I was passionate about doing, I wanted to do, and it essentially helped me build up that portfolio. So if you are someone who is looking to get into the travel space and you have no essence of travel content, look back in the photos you have taken, look back in the experience you have taken and see if there's any content you can start creating and posting that still fits within your editorial calendar, what you're posting right now. Um, and if you don't, as you plan to go forward and you're thinking about traveling or you're thinking about doing these things or you're just in your local area, start generating that content, thinking about it in a travel aspect of if you're going to a, a, a hotel for an overnight stay, 
making it travel focused, but still connecting it back to your niche. If you're going to a restaurant, talking about the restaurant in more of a travel, you know, tips way, but still connecting it back to your content. You have to build up that portfolio. Not saying that you're like, you know, I have to start working with brands and tourism boards right away because it, it typically won't happen. Um, most of the time, if you are or you're able to, you're talking to local people in your area because they're looking for influencers, but you're not going to be able to work with tourism boards in the Maldives, Abu Dhabi, um, even bit like even domestic. If you're in the U.S. working with, you know, visit Vegas or, you know, visit California or something like that. They're looking for people who are established, who have travel content, who are very travel focused. Um, even to this day, as the influencer that I am now with travel content under my belt, there are certain tourism boards who kind of go, you know, we're looking for people who are specifically centric around travel. So we're going to keep your information on file, but it's not for us. Um, and they just don't want to work with me at this time. And I've had that response in the past that now as I've grown more and more and created more travel content, they've come back and go, okay, now we want to work with you. We see what you're doing. So they have to see what they're going to get. They have to be able to see, okay, if they created travel content before, maybe it's a reel or an Instagram post. Okay, what analytics did you get from that? How many views are you getting on blog posts? They need to see what their return on investment is going to be um, and what the content that they're going to create. A lot of uh, tourism boards, hotel brands, travel brands are also looking to use your content to post on their own platforms. So if they're saying, okay, well, when you, we get the content from you, it's not going to be travel focused. We can't use that. They don't want that. They want to be able to see what content you can create and how it's going to resonate with your audience. So once you've been get, began creating content um, and you've generated that, I would say, you know, you at least get a, get a few months. Um, you probably want to have at least 10 plus pieces. Um, and those can be individual Instagram posts. They can be a collection of Instagram posts and blog posts. You wouldn't get 10 plus at least under your belt that you can, you can provide as examples. Um, and then the next part is finding the right contact. Um, and most times when you're looking for tourism boards, their contact information for media influencers is right on their, their, um, their website. And you may get a general one. Um, there are other platforms where you can find direct people um, of, you know, how to, to, to contact the actual person that does influencer relations. And that is the same thing um, with finding a contact for any kind of um, pitch, whether it's fashion, beauty, lifestyle, travel's the same. You want to go and look maybe on LinkedIn, um, Google searches, you know, try reaching out um, to get the contact on social media. Um, there's a variety of different ways um, to get that, but it's the same kind of thing. You want to find that right contact. Messaging the info at whoever sometimes works, but it doesn't necessarily work. Um, and after you find the right contact, it's then going in and pitching your worth. What I like to tell people who are going into the travel space is as a starting influencer in that space, don't always expect to be able to get paid like you may get paid for a lifestyle post. So you may work with Tide. You may work with Dunkin' Donuts, you may work with, you know, a, a, a home, any kind of beauty home, home brand, and they'll pay you one, two, three, four, five thousand dollars for a post where you're only getting product 
that they're sending you and then you're posting. Whereas with a travel, a travel collaboration, they're usually hosting you someplace. They're usually paying for your food. They're paying for your experiences. They're maybe paying for your travel. So they're kind of looking at that as part of their budget. The travel space is not a space that has a lot of money in terms of being compensated monetarily. Now, I'm not going to sit there and say it's not out there. Um, the past few travel um, collaborations that I've worked on with partnerships, one that I have coming up soon, I'm getting paid for. Um, it's just kind of as you begin developing and as you get bigger, you can kind of start basically asking for those funds. You start asking, especially when they're asking you for the content to use. So you have to grow in that space. But when you start off, don't generally think, oh, I'm going to get paid for this right away. I'm going to get on this trip. They're going to pay for everything and then they're, I'm going to get paid. That can happen. I'm not going to sit there and say it's never going to happen. But generally, right at the start, if you are not a travel focus and travel only influencer and you're just coming over, entering that space, don't expect the same thing to happen. If you are a new travel influencer and you're building up, don't expect to get paid right away. It's just the reality of the situation. Um, there are rare moments where there are new influencers who are entering into the space and they get paid, where they are established influencers who are entering in the space and they're getting paid. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just not as likely as it, it may seem. Um, I've talked to agents. I've talked to other influencers and they've just said over and over again is the influencer space, the travel space is not where you specifically want to focus on gaining money all the time. A lot of travel influencers supplement their income by working with other brands while they're on trips. So you may have an influencer who goes to Mexico, but while they're in Mexico, they have gotten sponsored by a sunscreen brand, by a beauty brand that is paying them to generate content while they're on the trip about their product. So they're, they're gaining money on the trip, but not from that tourism board. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind. So once you found your contact, you obviously want to now pitch what you're going to do. And this is the same formula that I share in my course about um, how to pitch any brand. You want to have an intro, you want to have your unique pitch, and then you want to sign off. You want to keep it short. Um, the exact formula for that is in my course and in my coaching, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But you basically want to make sure that whatever you're pitching, um, you're showing interest in the location, you're showing the reason why you want to go, and you're showing what story you're going to tell on this trip. Don't just say, I'm going to go to Wyoming and I'm going to talk about Wyoming. Well, what about Wyoming are you going to talk about? Are you going to talk about adventure travel, family travel, luxury travel? Are you going to talk about family travel? Are you going to be showing off restaurants? Are you going to be showing off hiking? What specifically are you going to look to do? And you need to pitch that. That's typically for tourism boards, you know, pitching that whole story. With hotels, you kind of want to tell them how you're going to show off that hotel in a unique way. Um, and not the way that they're tip you typically see them already telling their own story on their own social media. You know, prove your ROI. Um, maybe even go into in the pitch of what you're going to be able to provide in an aspect of views and connections. Obviously, don't go and promise saying, oh, I'm going to post this content and you're going to have... 20% of my followers booking at that hotel within the next week. You obviously don't want to say that. That's not going to help you whatsoever. And you can't predict how any of your followers are going to purchase something or what they're going to do. There's never a way to predict that. Um, and you can't always, you know, establish of, you know, I'm promising you that you're going to get 100,000 impressions on this post. 
you never know with the algorithm, but you can promise of what kind of content you're going to deliver, what kind of angle, what the story is going to look like. Um, promise the things that you're in control of and pitch that. But again, keep it short, send it out there, do your follow-ups. Um, and just, again, know that if you're just entering into the space, you may get a lot of no's. You may ask, be asked to get on a call and talk about what they're looking for. They may ask for examples of content you've pitched um, or content you've created. So just kind of be ready for those aspects. Um, the travel space is a great one. I've been in it and the angle that I constantly pitch other than the Lux Life uh, aspect of it is family travel. So I pick the living the Lux Life part of travel with my husband as well as traveling with my friends and traveling with my family. So you kind of want to look at what the the location is aimed for, what the hotel is aimed for. You obviously wouldn't want to go to, you know, Virgin Cruise Lines and pitch tra family travel. Like I wouldn't go do that. They're obviously not a travel brand. So look to see what they're looking for. Um, start local, start domestic if you're new. Um, don't try to branch out and go international right away for a completely hosted trip um, and even start you know small local places that you're already traveling to if you're already planning on traveling someplace whether you're going on an international trip look at local hotels to pitch look at local restaurants to pitch if you're going somewhere domestically the same thing um, start small get bigger um, and then just keep pitching I have, you know, travel brands that are coming to me, travel brands, tourism boards. They're now coming to me out of the interest of seeing the content I've created and working with PR agencies that are, you know, in the travel space. So they're looking for constant people. Um, so, but I've established that because I've grown. So you're going to look for growth. That is the one thing. As you grow, they'll start coming to you. Um, and I'll leave on this last tip because I just kind of touched upon it is look for travel tourism or not travel tourism boards, travel PR agencies. Tourism boards love to have, especially if they're, they're international, um, they typically have a domestic or a U.S. American um, PR agency that they go through. Um, so there are tons out there. You just have to kind of search for them. Um, again, I can point you in the right direction if you go into a coaching or, you know, a course. That's kind of what I explain on there. But if you kind of just do some general research and start there and look for just travel PR agencies and start pitching from there, at least you know who you're talking to. And then once you get on their radar and they see what content that you created, they may come back to you for um, other projects. I have a lot of the projects that I'm getting paid for when it comes to travel are from PR agencies who I've worked with on a continuous basis and not only in the travel space, but in other um, spaces, fashion, lifestyle, home. So it's just kind of getting bigger and bigger. PR agencies are a great way to go if you're looking for paid collaborations as well as collaborations and partnerships of any type. Um, but coming back, if this is kind of like the end of that high level information I want to provide you all to kind of give you that taste of here's how to get into the travel space as an influencer. If you're looking for someone to sit down with you to go through your pitch, to establish a media kit, to establish your brand, how to find contacts, you know, look for that. My course, The Influencer Biz, as well as my coaching offerings, go super deep into that. I work one-on-one -on -one with you on coaching. Um, I have a lifetime. You can get a lifetime access to the course, which will teach you more and more as things change. As I develop new strategies, I share them on there. Um, so all you have to do to access those is go to my blog, livinglesh.com. Um, look for influencer resources or look for the influencer biz course or the influencer coaching. You can find it all there under influencer resources uh, and sign up for a coaching session or sign up for the course, depending on what you're looking to. Um, 
I've had students already entering into the course who have just started entering into the influencer space and um, they've either secured paid partnerships in the first three months. Um, I had an influencer who joined on. She was a lifestyle influencer under 10,000 followers. And she actually recently, after being in the course for two months, putting the strategies to use, actually secured her first travel partnership where she's traveling fully hosted. And she basically messaged me and goes, if I didn't take this course and didn't know these things, I wouldn't even known to do this. And she negotiated fair things. Um, and it's actually it's also when she told me actually getting paid for some of the content she's creating because now they're buying photos from her. So that's just some of the things that are going on um, that you know are being taught in the course. Um, coaching, again, is a little bit one-on-one -on -one direct. Um, of course, it's a lower price for coaching sessions versus being in the course because the course is lifetime where the coaching is one-on-one. -on -one. But I want to go too deep into that. You can find more information again at livinglesh.com um, and you can look at the influencer resources. If you have any questions, of course, feel free to contact me from my blog. I can happily answer them. Um, but I hope I see you in the course. I hope you found this podcast episode helpful to you. Um, and for those who are first-time listeners or your repeat listeners, make sure you please to go on the platform, wherever you're on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and leave a review. The reviews on our podcast help to get us ranked higher, which then bring on guests so that we can bring you great more content, conversations, tips, and insights to, to expert information that you may be looking for. So again, thank you for listening. I hope to see you either in the Influencer Biz course or the coaching session or just back for another episode. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.